Hi, I'm Kenna Lenhoff. Hi, I'm Cynthia Sherpet. Welcome to This One Woman. monthly variety show at the Hop Leaf in Chicago. It's the fourth Monday of every month, and for each of our shows, our performers are inspired by a famous woman that was chosen by the audience the month before. This month's Woman of Honor is Nancy Pelosi. It's been a while since I've talked to you. I know. Tell me, how are things? Things are okay. I quit my job. What? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. I know. Very exciting. Is it because you're going to be a a full-time podcaster now? The money is in the podcasting, as Mm -hmm. we all know. Yes, full-time. So, as you know, this past month we did Nancy Pelosi, Mm -hmm. and she won our Troublemakers. Ooh, what kind of trouble is she making? That's what I thought. Did I, like when I pulled her name out of our jar, I might have actually said, "Really? <laughs> Nancy Pelosi a troublemaker?" Listen, every person who like accomplishes anything is going to bother some other people in the doing of it. And if she's a woman doing it, she might bother them a little bit more. Sounds like trouble to me. Who were some of the other troublemakers in the jar? Did you look? Um, I looked. There was, like, Janet Jackson, because apparently we only are doing politicians and singers this year. Um, oh, right, right. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren was in there. There wasn't as many, like, I don't know. I thought I'd get, like, a weird, oh, that's a troublemaker, you know? Mm-hmm. But there mm-hmm. wasn't really anybody. So afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I guess I understand why Nancy Pelosi is considered a troublemaker. I mean, she's, you know, reviled on the right and... And then, like, on the left, people are like, she's not doing enough, you know? So. Right. I guess a controversial people... figure on both sides. She's always been a person who um, has really championed, like, gay rights and the federal funding of health care for low-income AIDS patients. She's from San Francisco. So those kind of nice. things are what she finds important. And I don't know if you knew this, Cynthia. Tell me. But she's the youngest of seven children and the only girl. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Her father was a member of Congress and the mayor of Baltimore, as was one of her brothers. So a political family. No, I didn't know that. And another political fact, as she was the 52nd Speaker of the House of Representatives. Will she be the 54th? We'll find out in January. Oh, time will tell. But she has held the highest political office of any woman. So I want to give her, like, snaps and kudos if I was, like, a snapping kind of person. (laughs) I'm trying to snap. It's really hard. (laughs) Coming up is a story from Joanna Busey. Joanna is a delightful performer who we've had on the show before. And this time she shares her thoughts and feelings about Nancy and gender and life and work and everything. Take it away, Joanna. Thank you for noticing my T-shirt. 
This is my mother-in-law, Kathy Wyjeska, running for state representative in Northern Michigan. Yes! Tell your friends and your family and like old college buddies or whomever lives up there in the uh, Ludington, Manistee, Benzie County. You got you got peeps up there. Tell them to vote people first for the 101st for Kathy Wyjeska. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, other than that, everything feels really fucking heavy right now, everybody, right? Like, yep, that's right. Hey, this is where I'm starting. Everything feels real bad. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, but I have to say, I did get really sad reading about Nancy Pelosi. I feel sad and I feel enraged about how vilified she is. I, too, when I hear her name, all I hear is, liberal Nancy Pelosi in that sarcastic dipshit voice. Great work, Republicans! Over a decade of arbitrary attack ads, I too think she's some San Franciscan liberal ne'er-do-well doing ne'er-doing well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe she should step aside if, she, if the Democrats take back the House. I don't know why exactly. She's just sharp. And then I think, all right, wait, hold on. The fuck do I have against Pelosi? Check your internalized sexism, Joanna. Resist! <laughs> Pelosi responded in an interview about trying to persuade folks who vote against their best interests to vote differently, Democratic. And she says, did you ever know anybody who was dating a jerk? Could you tell her? No. You have to wait until she figures it out for herself. Hopefully, before it's too late. Or you'll just drive her into his arms. Um, first of all, do I know somebody who's dated a jerk? I have a friend, and thank you for not assuming it's me. Uh, this friend told another friend uh, that she was really into this fella, and that they both knew, and the other friend was like, really? He's wild. Now, she believes that he intended this as a red flag wave. All right, she got that. But, but maybe, just maybe, she interpreted red flags as things that you're supposed to run toward and not away from. So maybe, maybe, though, she was trying to self-destruct, like spiral real far down into the self-pity dirt. She felt like a loser, and this jerk or jerks satisfied the vision that I had of her, herself. So, okay, good. These stories match up. Head, world, head, world, all's well, all is well. So yeah, Nance, I understand the analogy, but I don't believe that President Poop Shoe voters <laughs> want to self-destruct and shit this country away because they feel worthless as a jerk boyfriend makes us feel. I, I really hate this analogy. But I do agree that people don't like to be told what to do or told that they're wrong. But we're talking about our leaders, our elected servants, the trusted officials, not our alcoholic boyfriends, our alcoholic leaders. So come on, get out there, Pelosi. Be a bulldog. Turn some fucking boats around, goddammit. I wish that she could get Kavanaugh pissed and just rail like, this whole thing is a circus.
There's been a frenzy to come up with something, anything to blow me up and take me down. <laughs> My kids said, let's pray for that man. And I was like, oh, what a wise grown adult. But, because her kids are grown adults. Not, <laughs> not, not little. So anyway, all right, but we know that she can't do that because women who get angry are shrill and hysterical and bleeding from who knows where. Plus she's from that JFK school of like old genteel politics. So she's gonna be very cool about everything. But she did say this though. The one thing I want women to know is that you, I didn't work on this impression at all. <laughs> Just doing nasal. The one thing I want women to know is that you don't walk away from a fight. You don't let them make your decisions for you. I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I am confident. I am confident. So I got my annual review at work the other day, and my boss suggested that I work on my confidence. And I said, how would you, how would you like me to do that? I mean, as my boss, she should be able to give me tangible markers to achieve this state of being. And she says, when presenting your ideas, be more confident. Sounds good. <laughs> but what's the big deal? I'm not confident. So what? I do the goddamn job, even with my squat self-esteem. I'm not plucky. I'm stitched together with doubt, especially at work. I present ideas like this. Hey, I'm open to suggestions. It's not gospel. Hey, I'm not married to it. Just a few things I came up with. Take it or leave it. Sound good? What are your thoughts? Got any thoughts? What are your thoughts? Thoughts? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you asked, actually. I don't think that we need any more confident people in this office. Maybe in this country. All right? In fact, I think people should be a little less goddamn self-assured. How about some more second-guessing, a little less strutting and posturing, and a little more sheepish uncertainty? Do you all know the Dunning-Kruger effect? Anyone yeah. heard of it? All right, so recap. It's based on a study that these two social psychologists, Dunning and Kruger, did in the 90s. It basically says that incompetent people do not and in fact cannot recognize just how incompetent they are. So like dummies know what they know and think that what they know is all that there is to know. Confident idiots. And oh, I can think of one prominent leader, a national dolt who falls squarely under that umbrella. And he does like this. But I'm not going to do that fucking raggedy St. Bernard voice of his. Um, do you all know of pin art? Anybody heard of pin art? Yeah. They're the like, <laughs> one guy. My, my husband has heard of it. Uh, so, okay, then I won't do it. But anyway, so there's like, just imagine like a lot of little pins and they're, and they're hot, icy, sharp, hot, sharp pin, pins. Like just rows of them covering the entire deep fascia layer of your body. And then the voice comes in and just sort of presses and it keeps coming at you in, in waves like a nausea, and it just keeps pressing in. That's what his voice is like when I hear it in, inside. All right, so he goes like this. Let me tell you, I'm a really smart guy. I'm a very stable genius. Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. But you just called me a loser and a hater. All right, so you conclude then from the Dunning-Kruger effect that smart people know that they're not as smart as they could be, and they're smart enough to know it. 
The one thing that I know how to say in German, or that I think I know how to say, is ich weiß, dass ich nicht weiß. And that means I know that I don't know. And that's one thing that I am confident about. What I'm saying is I'm insecure because I think I'm a dummy, which actually indicates I'm a smart motherfucker. <laughs> so take your confidence and I fuck off. But I'm not a national leader. All right, I know my place and lead, follow, get out of the way most times. I mean, when I'm not like in my head trying to make the best possible decision for the next five to 10 years of my life. If I get out of the way now, what if I decide to follow in five years? What do I do? I'm, I'm a goddamn office manager. I'm not a 30 year politician, so who gives a rip? Pelosi should be confident. She shouldn't have to preface it with, I don't mean to sound arrogant. Fucking fuck off with that. Then again, if she didn't, she'd be chastised for sounding really full of herself or what. So it's just one more thing to make me feel fucking sad. No. <laughs> that was awesome, Joanna. Joanna is also a member of the longest running all-female improv group, Sirens just as an FYI. All right. We're really lucky this month. One of our performers actually came into the studio to record her piece with us. So here's Brittany Congleton with her high-powered female blues. <clears throat> Doesn't matter how much you rock You'll get the job when you get a cock Even if you raise the bar Patriarchy won't let you get that far They'll let you in but they lock the door Do everything but then do more There's no greater sin than unchecked female ambition Got the high-powered female blues High-powered female blues I got the high-powered female blues, don't you? You raise the funds and pass the bills Your work ethic gives me chills Pull the reach around across the aisle Did all the dirty work with a smile The better you are, the more you're hated Leave your male counterparts emasculated Strong woman is one to be feared But why not respected, why not revered? High-powered female blues, I got the high-powered female blues, I got the high-powered female blues, don't you, don't you, don't you. Oh my gosh, we loved it, Brittany! Well, thank you guys so much. Um, since you enjoyed that so much, you guys can catch me every third Saturday uh, for my burlesque cabaret show that I host called Shaken It at Shakers. It's at Shakers on Clark, uh, just right there at Clark and Belmont. Um, it's at 10 p.m. and it's a free show, which is so fun. Thank you so much again for coming in. Thank you all.
Hi, I'm Neil Arsenti, producer of the podcast version of This One Woman. If you're enjoying this, come and see the show live and for free every fourth Monday of the month at Hopleaf, 5148 North Clark Street in Chicago. For more information, check out the website at thisonewoman.net or like us on Facebook. And now, back to the podcast. What is the most Portland thing you've done this month? Well, this is a simple thing, but I think you'll you'll agree with me. It's very Portland. When I was pulling out of my driveway yesterday, I had to wait a second to let the goats walk by. (laughs) Goats? Uh Uh-huh. Some of our neighbors have some pet goats, and they walk them down the street for exercise and to eat, to do, you know, do some grazing of the weeds along the roadside or the grasses and there's a patch of grass in front of our driveway that I think is very tasty for goats so we see them once in a while and yeah pulling the car out oh Oh wait watch out there's goats proceed with caution (laughs) that seems very Portland Mm -hmm. thank you yes I thought so yeah like we don't have um to wait for goats when we're driving no not typically so what was no. the most Chicago thing you've done or about to do? Coming up, mm-hmm. I am actually going to have an intimate conversation with Michelle Obama and oh. Oprah at the United Center I'm on so Tuesday. Jealous. So intimate. It's just going to be the three of you, right? Just you and Michelle and Oprah? Exactly. Because the most intimate location is the United Center Absolutely. in Chicago. Absolutely. Um, so it's pretty lucky. Yeah. My friend of mine sent me a message. She's like, I got two tickets. Do you want to go with me? And I was like... Uh, yes. Done. Done and done. Well, you will have to report back on everything you learned. Some of our listeners may know we did Michelle Obama for this one woman in the Chicago Women's Funny Fest. Uh, when was that last year? In June of 2017. There you go. And Michelle Obama was our this one woman. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. uh, We don't know as much about Oprah in terms of, you know, we haven't done her yet for a show, but maybe one day. Oprah pretty much is on the jar, I would say, at least every other month. Yeah. I see an Oprah Winfrey as being a suggestion. I do not think I'm going to get a free car, though, on this Tuesday. What if you tell her you just quit your job and you just would love a free car? I'm sure that's how it's going to work because it's going to be very intimate. I'll be like, Oprah, Michelle, I quit my job. Will you help me figure it out? Exactly. Now we're going to hear from A.J. Miller, who is another repeat performer at This One Woman. He always comes with an interesting and creative character to introduce to the audience. And I don't actually know what A and J stand for, but I'm pretty sure it's awesome job. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. All right, here's A.J. Uh, Guys, I'm going to be doing a uh, character piece uh, anybody familiar with uh, what happened just this weekend with Nancy Pelosi being uh, accosted by some members of a group called the Proud Boys outside of a fundraiser in Miami? Uh, I don't know if anybody's heard about the Proud Boys, but they are a uh, far right-leaning uh, group of angry men 
who uh, have a lot to say about uh, communism and uh, liberal agendas and supporting Alex Jones, uh, you know, like, uh, it, like Brett Kavanaugh, like just they want to dry hump him. Like it's very, they're intensely angry at women generally. Um, so I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be bringing up a guest um, in a moment here and uh, we'll, I'm going to be taking you to another place. So let me just do a little... <clears throat> All right, welcome, boys, to the bi-weekly meeting of the proud boys of Miami. Incidentally, I googled bi-weekly, and Duke Gilchrist, I see you, Duke, he was correct in that it can mean both every other week or twice a week. <laughs> Who knew? Duke knew. <laughs> Any hoodle. My name is Kenny Beauregard Booth the third but most of you boys know me by my call sign ball peen <clears throat> now boys i gotta say this i am proud to be a proud boy because i am proud and i am indeed a boy i'm not a proud girl or a proud whatever i'm a proud boy Boys, I'm proud of you this week. We ought to be proud of ourselves. Give yourselves a proud round of applause, boys. Proud boys. <laughs> this week, we got our kicks in on that communist Nancy Pelosi. Goddamn, <clears throat> pardon my swearing. Gosh darn, it felt good to scream at that evil communist libtard lady. I love to threaten liberals. Y'all with me? Can I get a... a <clears throat> now just look at her history of terrible deeds. She raises so much money in the name of democratic communism from other communists such as Google. Facebook, Boeing, American Crystal Sugar Company, Aflac, Hewlett Packard, Goldman Sachs, and Lockheed Martin. These are known communist companies, boys, and I am sure not one of you has ever spent a dime in their commie pinko scum of the earth products. You'll never use doctors who align themselves with the American Medical Association, another one of her donors. You'll never open a Wells Fargo account or fly on a plane with a pilot who is a member of the National Pilots Association because they all support that bulbous commie grandma, Nancy McTurd Pelosi. Not a single person in this room, I'm certain, has signed up for that abominable, affordable care act. I sure as hell haven't. 
But my weak wife insisted she sign up because my youngest, Cody, was born with a congenital heart disease and we were paying out of pocket for his treatment because our provider didn't cover pre-existing conditions. Which I was like, well, it wasn't there and then it was. It was kind of like, 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 like the earth, you know? It, it wasn't there and then it was. You know what I mean? Like, like what? Like I, I was just at a loss. <clears throat> but anyway, I don't have any insurance. I'm proud of that. <laughs> I am a proud boy. <clears throat> and it what's it? <clears throat> oh yeah, she likes the gay types. Need I say more? <clears throat> okay, I will. She seems to care about gay people as if they're actual people. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> They are technically people, I guess, but like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> also, <laughs> they keep talking about their pride. And I'm like, you're not proud. I'm proud. I'm out and proud. I'm proud of a lot of things. Here are a few of the things that I'm proud of. <laughs> As this is standard for one of our meetings, I will now list things that I am proud of from most to least. <laughs> Number one, lineage. <laughs> Number two, kicking a liberal's ass back in 2012. His name was Steve. Number three, America. Number four, my collection of Civil War era toothpick holders. Number five, being unvaccinated. Number six, my collection of Beanie Babies. Number seven, my dog, Cooter. <laughs> oh, Cooter. Number eight, my Chevy Silverado. Number nine, my son, Garth, who is not sick in any way, followed by number 10, my son, Cody, who has the heart condition. My wife, Oksana. I also endure my daughter. There are more things, but those are what I could come up with on short notice. Anyway, Nancy Pelosi is a communist devil who wants America to go deep in debt and for all of our people to be enslaved by taxes. She also doesn't talk very well, and so we shouldn't like her for that either. But it's mostly that she is good at getting liberal cucks to vote for liberal causes. You know, it's a shame. And anyone who isn't a proud boy should be called a shame boy. Shame is the opposite of proud. So we got to go out and vote in the midterms. Because the commie socialist libtards want to make America shameful. Like it already was until now because it's great of course now. I'm proud. I'm a proud boy. Proud boy. Proud boy. Oh, I forgot a couple more things I'm proud of. Here's another list. <clears throat> I'm proud of... Number one, bolo ties. Not my collection, just the fact that they exist. <clears throat> my guns, my gun holsters, my receipts for my guns. <laughs> my third son, Quaid. <laughs> the great state of Florida. And finally, Mitch McConnell. Any poop-de-doodle do. <laughs> That's it, proud boys. Go out there and make America great. Shout at a liberal. Shout at a liberal ASAP. Fight with a foreigner, too. 
We know who belongs here. Say it with me now. Proud boys, proud boys, proud boys. Oh, and, and one final thing. I was, just on, I was just on Twitter. This is back to me again. <clears throat> I was just on Twitter, and uh, somebody put up a post that said, uh, do you want to know your old white conservative name? Uh, if you do, just use as the first name the name of the hall that you stayed in freshman year at college. And as the last name, one of the actors or actresses who was nominated for but did not win Best Actor in the Academy Awards the year that you were born. My name would be Emmons Courtenay. <laughs> so have some fun with that. Thank you. Our next performer is Annalise Razik. Annalise is a singer, storyteller, and writer, and you can actually see her performing in Christmas Mubarak, which will be November 30th through December 11th at the First United Methodist Church at the Chicago Temple. It is being produced by Silk Road Rising. I think you're going to really enjoy Annalise's performance. Saying you got something for me Something you call love But confess You've been a-messin' Where you shouldn't have been a-messin' And now someone else Is getting all your best these boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you You've been lying when you should have been a truthin' You keep losing when you oughta not bet You've been a saving when you oughta be a changing And now what I know, you ain't got time to learn You know that's true I got my eye on you. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. <laughs> Thank you. 
You've been playing where you shouldn't be playing And you keep thinking that you'll never get burnt But I just got me a brand new box of matches And what I know you ain't got time to learn Don't worry, I got you. I got nothing but time. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all day. Over you. <laughs> you can run, but you can't Karma is a bitch, baby. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> So that's our show. Thanks, everyone, for listening and to all of our performers and to Colleen Brennan for being the co-host. I'm looking forward to talking to you again after our November show. And who are we doing in November, Kenna? In November, we are doing Josephine Baker. She was the audience's choice. That sounds really fun. I look forward to hearing all the different thoughts about Josephine and her life. Oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing because this woman lived a life like no one else. Nice. That didn't sound, that sounded very like, like no one else. <laughs> like Josephine Baker. Like no Baker. other. Like no other. The one and only Miss Josephine Baker. Yeah. No, it's going to be pretty, it's pretty impressive how many um, restarts she had to her career and life and how she gave back to so many. So I'm excited. Thanks again, Annalise Razik, A.J. Miller, Joanna Beasy, and Brittany Congleton. Thank you. We'll see you next time. This One Woman was created and produced by Kenna Linoff and Cynthia Scherpetz, who also hosted and wrote this podcast. Music for This One Woman podcast was written and performed by John Steinmeier, 
The This One Woman podcast was produced by myself, Neil Arsenti. We'll see you next month.